Hi, I'm Elizabeth Noyce, and you're listening to Supergirl Radio. DC TV podcast. There's too many now. Exclamation <laughs> point. <laughs> Is becoming a human burrito a plus or a minus? I don't know. It does seem snug. I mean, they say you are what you eat. Oh, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> so I do a podcast called Supergirl Radio, and one of our segments is Lena Luther boardroom or ballroom. Because really? She looks like a boss in this coat. Is Nasty Luther like a different Luther? It's not just Lena being mean. No. <laughs> Helen Slater here. It's so fun to know that you're hosting a podcast called Supergirl Radio. Yay! Welcome to Supergirl Radio, your source for all things related to the CW Supergirl TV series and the character of Kara Zor-El. My name is Rebecca Johnson. I'm Morgan Glennon. And for this episode of the podcast, we are going to talk about how we have a new Supergirl and what that means for the future of the character. And we debated on whether or not we should uh, just talk about this in like a new section of another episode <laughs> or dedicate an entire episode to it. Because we we're like, is there enough to talk about? But uh, clearly, according to the numerous pages of Google Docs, uh, we have lots to talk about. I was like, I was like, what is this? Uh, what is this podcast even going to be about? And then I opened the Google Doc, and I was like, twelve pages. <laughs> I should have never doubted you, Rebecca. <laughs> it, it might seem like one new news item, but it's many and several. Um, so we decided in the end that getting a new Supergirl was actually pretty big news and deserved its own conversation. So we'll share our thoughts, but feel free to drop any questions or comments in the chat, and we'll discuss them. And I. Also I also want to say that uh, we did get asked earlier today uh, if we knew that we were live streaming uh, during the premiere of Superman and Lois. We knew. Uh, and if uh, one of us knew, <laughs> one of us knew. <laughs> and, and all I'm going to say about that is if Superman and Lois feels threatened by um, us live streaming <laughs> at the same time, you know what? We were here first. We were, we've were. we been recording Supergirl Radio on Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern for I don't know how many years now. So all I'm saying is you don't like it? You maybe, can move out of the time. Maybe they should have moved to accommodate us. Ever yeah, thought about that? Superman and Lois? That's what I'm saying. You can move out of the time slot. We were here first. Uh, but no, on on all you know, in all seriousness, we we hope the show is a hit. We uh, you know, we hope it's great. So uh hope everybody I sent my DVR it. for it today. I was like, I'm doing it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I've got it. Re- I've got it recording as we speak, so I'll be watching it later. Uh, I'm very curious about what it's going to be. Are we about. podcasting about about it next week? Yes, we actually uh, maybe <laughs> it's a good time to talk about it. We'll talk about it at the end of the episode as well. But next week we will be having a pilot pod, uh, which is something we have stolen <laughs> from the Legends of Tomorrow podcast. Uh, so we'll be doing a pilot pod on the Superman and Lois pilot that's airing. Uh, as we uh, live stream, so we'll be talking about that <laughs> next week on Tuesday. At 9 p.m. Eastern, because that is that's the time we have carved out for Supergirl Radio. So <laughs> all I'm saying is uh, we were here first. Uh, so that, that is- I, I, I like us starting out uh, starting out hot in this podcast episode <laughs> by by creating a turf war with the new Superman <laughs> and Lois television show. <laughs> Come uh, at 
us, bro. Come at us. We got to have to take Tuesdays at nine. <laughs> uh, but seriously, uh, we do wish uh, the show the best of success and we hope everybody watches it and checks it out. And uh, we'll talk about it next week. Uh, but I guess uh, we are, we're not here to talk about Superman or Lois. Uh, we no. have we have uh, Supergirl news that we need to talk about, so I guess we should get to the news. So, uh, and before before we get into this, uh, just because we have some live streaming production stuff, Morgan, if you, uh, while I'm doing the new stuff and vice versa, if you want to get into the brand and overlay section, I uh, got a lot of overlays this week because I oh, like gosh. to make it, make it visual. <laughs> uh, <so laughs> hopefully it is very clear uh, and uh, about all the news sources. And if you're curious and want to follow along with us, all the uh, things that we're going to be talking about are in the video description below so you can click on those news items if you want to follow along and read the articles with us uh but yeah so if you want to pop those overlays up wow I'm speaking. great okay <laughs> so the first one the per- the biggest news that we got this week uh, according to deadline.com the young and the restless daytime emmy nominee sasha and i believe her name is pronounced kaje um i looked up kaje? a video I, I looked up a video of her, and uh, and this will be in the video description below. Uh, and I listened to her say her own name, and to me, it sounded like Kaje. Um, hmm. So, if anybody wants to chime in on the pronunciation of that, we want to say it correctly. Uh, but she, it, the way she said it, it sounded like Kaje. A Ka- oh wow! I would Kaje have 100% gotten that wrong. <laughs> Yeah, so um, so if anybody has any thoughts on that, let us know. We want to make sure we get that correctly. Um, but it, what to what I heard, it sounded like Kaje. Uh, but uh, Sasha Kaje has uh, scored the fe- feature role of DC Universe's new Supergirl. The Boston, Massachusetts-born Colombian actress is the first Latina Supergirl ever in DC and was chosen uh, from more than 425 actresses who auditioned. She will make her debut in Warner Brothers' movie The Flash. The Flash director, Andy, and I think we're going to have to look up the... Oh, no. uh, <laughs> we're going to have to look up the pronun- pronunciation of his name. I think it's M- Muschietti uh, watched all the auditions and uh, the deadline article says, I hear along with DC films, boss Walter Hamada and the producers was blown away by the actress's toughness and vulnerability that she brought to the role. And nice. he's, he said, and I quote, I saw more than 400 auditions. The talent pool was truly amazing and it was very hard to make a decision, but we finally found an actress who was destined to play this role, unquote. Um, Mm. So the actresses apparently weren't informed what part they were reading for until very late in the process. Uh, Kajay also did a chemistry read with Flash star Ezra Miller. All auditions, uh, chemistry readings and meetings, especially during COVID, were done all on Zoom. And uh, Sasha will be flying to the Flash production soon. Uh, This uh, this article also mentioned, I just figured I'd put it out here. uh, Kajay's discovery here is akin to what Warners and Zack Snyder did in casting fresh face Gal Gal Gadot. Uh, who was known previously from Fast and Furious 6 in the role of Wonder Woman, which catapulted her into being a global star. Uh, and it talks about how she, uh, the Israeli actress made her de- a debut as the DC superhero initially in Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice before starring in Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman 1984 and Justice League. Uh, Kajay plays the role of Lola Rosales on The Young and the Restless. She was nominated last year in the Outstanding Young Performer in a Drama Series category at the Daytime Emmys. And she also starred in the YouTube series Socially Awkward. Um, so I just want to stop right here, uh, if we could, uh, because I feel like I don't know, when I heard this news, I was like, what are the odds that a new Supergirl would be from uh, my favorite soap opera? 
I mean, I'm not saying that they were wondering what Rebecca would like best. <laughs> I'm not saying that. But maybe <laughs> I just it's so funny because when the news was announced, because I've kind of fallen behind on the young and the restless um, since I moved back to Alabama. It's been like, I don't know, a year since I was watching it seriously. Uh, of course, you know, in soap operas like storylines don't change much. You know, everything takes six months uh, to do. So you can tune in at any point and you're like, oh, well, I'm, <laughs> I'm right where I was. Um, so it was so funny because I was trying to remember like. I kind of remember her character, but what did she do? And then I was looking her up on the uh, the Wikipedia, like the Young and the Restless, Restless Wikipedia, which I believe I linked in the video description. It like all of a sudden like came back to me in this big flash of like memories. <laughs> I was like, oh, she was in that terrible love triangle with Summer and Kyle. And I was so disinterested in that storyline. <laughs> and I just, cause I'm not a big fan of Summer, which is funny because Summer on The Young and the Restless, her father, mm-hmm. Nick Newman, who is like my favorite character on the show, he calls Summer Supergirl, which is funny. That, oh. that, that, that the other character she was in the love triangle with uh, got called Supergirl. That's like her nickname that her dad gives her. But uh, the other person is actually going to be playing Supergirl. So I thought that was funny. Um, so that love triangle. I, gu- was- I guess she won the love triangle. I think she did um, in in the real world. Um, I don't. Sadly, I think Lola may have lost. I need to check up on it. But I think <laughs> Kyle and Summer might be getting married. Uh, we'll get into details about well, the young and the rest well, of the situation. I think, I think what that means is that Lola needs to get on her motorcycle and drive through that wedding. It's the only way to do a proper <laughs> Get opera. in there. Room, <laughs> room, <Vroom>, Lola. <laughs> through the stained glass window. Just get in there. Uh, yeah, Lola had a, a whole bunch of problems. Problems. And uh, I think I have, did I meant, I, I think I skipped ahead to talk about the young, the rest because I was so excited <laughs> about it. Um, but so, so th- this is how I know uh, Sasha Kaje. So she played, uh, she played uh, Lola Rosales. And just to give you some kind of background, uh, Lola, like I said, was in a love triangle with Kyle and Summer. Kyle is the son of uh, Jack Abbott. And Summer is the daughter of Nick Newman, who is the son of, her grandfather is Victor Newman. So those are kind of like the big wigs of Young the Restless. Uh, Kyle and Summer got married at one point. However, he did. Uh, he only married Summer because he wanted to ensure that Summer would donate part of her liver to save Lola's life. And then Kyle and Summer eventually did get divorced, leaving Lola and Kyle to get engaged to be married. Um, I think they did get married, but I don't think they're married anymore because I think I saw a promo where like Kyle and Summer were doing something. I was like, I don't know what's happening here anymore. Uh, <laughs> but but Lola also, I had to, I like once, once I kind of refresh things, it's like, oh yeah, I remember Lola was a chef. She talked about cooking all the time. Uh, so there, there's kind of the backstory on her character on the young, the restless. So it was kind of funny to me that, uh, of all, of all the actresses that they saw in 400 and something auditions, uh, they would pick somebody for the young, the restless. So I thought that was pretty hilarious myself. I've been watching YNR since I was 15 years old. So that, uh, that made me happy. Um, and if anybody's wondering, like, if you've never seen Sasha in anything, like how she is an actress, I will say that storyline was not my favorite. I hate love triangles. Um, but she made Lola likable. I don't know that it was the best material. Cause you know, soap operas usually aren't the, the greatest writing in the world, but she she made me like Lola, and that's kind of hard with uh, new characters on soap operas. Just speaking as a soap opera fan, like you have you have your long standing characters that you care about, and then when new people come in, you're like, who is this? 
Why should I care about this person? Interloper. Who, who is this new person? I've been watching these characters for like 20 years. You better have a, a reason to be here. Um, so that's kind of like, at least for me, that's how I am as a soap opera fan. I'm like, I don't care about these new people. Just give me the old people I care about. So the fact <laughs> that she made me like Lola uh, says something about her as an actress. So I, I will say that from my experience of uh, watching her on The Young and the Restless. So. Yeah, uh, I was going to ask you if you had seen her on The Young and the Restless and what you thought of her. So that's interesting. Now I know her background. I know she was in that love triangle. Mm -mm. <laughs> it was not great. I just, I don't care about Kyle. I moderately care about Summer. I don't care about Kyle. <laughs> so it was hard for me that like two women were fighting over Kyle. And I was like, why? <laughs> you guys can do better. <laughs> I really feel like you can. I think at one point, Summer and Lola like, sort of befriended each other. So that was nice. <laughs> uh, which usually happens on soap operas. They're, you know, cat fighting one one week and the next week they're like, I'm gonna save your life or whatever it is. Uh, <laughs> so so that's usually how it it goes. But uh but I think she, you know, she obviously did some really good work on the Young and the Restless because she was uh nominated for some uh young actress stuff. Cause in if you don't know in daytime television, it's not just best actress best actor they have like a young category for soap actors um so like you're you're in the i don't know what they consider young these days uh but like usually like a uh, kid to like maybe early 20s i guess like uh like you know not quite adult but anyway so they have a young actor category is what i'm saying so she was and obviously she, and she was nominated she was obviously good enough to be nominated uh for that so i'm actually really intrigued by this so i just wanted to let people know she uh, she won me over as an actress, uh, even though I'm very staunchly opposed to new actors on soap operas, <laughs> or at least new characters. I, I don't mind the actors. I just, you can uh, switch those all day. Yeah, yeah, it's just the characters. Sometimes I'm like, mm, who are you? What is this? Um, so the fact that she was able to win me over, I think, speaks uh, speaks a lot about um, her ability to be likable. And I think that's uh, a characteristic that I think um, Supergirl should have uh, to be somebody that you want to kind of pull for and care about. Um, so I think she's got that going for her. Um, so I guess uh, we, we kind of talked about, about uh, <laughs> what I think about her, but let's get back to um, so Sasha's response to all of this, because I don't know about you, Morgan, uh, I, and we'll get to Sasha's response. But what was your response to this? Because we had no idea this was a possibility. Yeah, you you sent me the article and I I was confused. I was like, wait. What, huh? <laughs> I had to read the article. I was like, wait, what? I didn't know that there was a possibility for a new Supergirl. I was confused about why she would be in the Flash movie. I had a lot of questions, and I still have a lot of questions. Yeah. I'm excited about having a, a movie version of Supergirl, and I, I think Sasha seems cool. Uh, but, like, why, why start her out on the Flash? Like, what's going on in that movie? <laughs> I have some speculations and we'll get into that. Oh. Um, of course, who knows if the, these speculations are right, but we'll, we'll get into them. Uh, Cause I just have some uh, brainstorming session kind of things uh, to mention, but uh, yeah, it was sort of like, I'm sorry, what, what is, what is happening? <laughs> um, so it was kind of crazy. And so the fact that like, they've known, it just sort of blows my mind, the, the casting process. Cause they know, they know what's happening. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it shows up and everybody's like, what? <laughs> it, so, yeah, it was so sudden, like out of the blue. Yeah. Nobody knew to be looking for Supergirl casting news, which like respect on that. That's a big role that they were casting for. And the fact that they managed to keep it 
under their lids for that long. And they saw like almost 500 actresses. And that, I mean, I guess that's why none of them knew what they were reading yeah. for. Cause there's no way you're going to keep 500 people from oh. being like, I was almost Supergirl. <laughs> half, half of them would talk. Maybe, oh, maybe, definitely. Maybe, maybe, maybe 75% would talk. They I mean, I'm not judging. I would have definitely talked if I was in that. <laughs> yeah, me too. I would have been like, guess what I did today? Just what? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so, uh, so that was funny. And, um, and so it was interesting to see her response to all this. So uh, there's an, I think there is an overlay for this. So Sasha posted to Instagram about the news saying, quote, this still hasn't fully hit me. I'm starting to cry as I type this because I know it's me in the video. So she posted a video. Uh, and I think Andy, the director of the flash movie also, I think he had maybe initially posted the video where he showed him talking to Sasha and uh, telling her the news that she was being cast. Um, so she says, uh, I know it's me in the video, but I still can't believe it. And then she also uh, wrote this little bit in Spanish, which I translated with like Google Translate. So I hope it's <laughs> correct. Uh, she says, quote, a, a super Latina hero on which planet? Well, on this planet, what joy and pride. And she says, mom, thank you for your effort for raising me alone. And with a lot of love, I love you with everything I have. You're an example of a superhero unquote so she Aww. said all, she saw all, she said all of that in spanish and then she wrote this in english she says quote andy this moment i met you through zoom when we started this process if it was as if i had known you my whole life i felt the same way when i met ezra thank you for your love and support thank you for believing me in me and thank you for uh thank you wb and dc comics thank you to every person attached that has believed in me every step of the way thank you to my incredible team i couldn't have done it without you i love you deeply and she she ended with dreams do come true huh and uh so that that was a that was a, a great little moment to see her um sort of you know take that in i mean that's a big deal for a young actress it's um, huge and I, I, the, the director andy he posted the video where he's he tells her that it's her and she's going to be supergirl and her reaction is just so genuine like even if i had doubts about the actress which i didn't because i've never seen her in anything um the like the way that she reacted was made me think oh my god she's going to be great in this role because it was like so genuine so heartfelt and you could tell it meant a lot to her and uh, i think that's like it's really exciting for her it's really exciting for us because it sounds like we're getting a really like a supergirl who's going to be really excited for the role yeah i'm i'm excited for people to see her and get to know her because uh, i think she'll she'll probably win a lot of people over just because she has that sort of likable personality and i think you do see that in the video uh with andy as he tells her the news and yeah, i feel like I, I feel like melissa was kind of the same way when she got the role and it, like you would see her before supergirl premiered in like the costume with like a bunch of like little girls and stuff like that <laughs> she was just like i'm supergirl and i feel like it's it was kind of the same energy where she was like oh my god like she understands why this is a big deal and she's excited about it and speaking of Melissa Benoist, how about that for a segue? Uh, Melissa, welcome Sasha to the DC Universe on her Instagram stories. I believe there's also maybe. Yeah, yeah. there yeah. is. Here we go. Um, uh, so, so Melissa welcomed her to the DC Universe saying, quote, cannot wait to see you as Supergirl. The world needs as many Supergirls as it can get, unquote. Um, so I thought that was really nice uh, seeing Melissa uh, sort of respond to the news because I'm sure there were people out there, you know, comparing Melissa to Sasha and, uh, you know, doing all that kind of nonsense, you know, pitting them against each other, which is a little silly in my opinion. Um, so it was nice to see sort of that camaraderie between the Supergirls sort of recognizing each other. So I thought that was really, 
really neat. And um, I think in that overlay that that we saw with Sasha and Andy, he's holding up the uh, just because I love these movies and he's, <laughs> and he's my favorite uh, Superman. Uh, the suit that he's holding up with the S shield is actually Henry Cavill's uh, Superman suit. And you could tell because there's um, in the middle of the S is a uh, Kryptonian. It's a Kryptonian script with a Joseph Campbell quote. Ah. Um, so that's how you can tell it's specifically the Batman v Superman suit because he didn't have the Kryptonian <laughs> script on the Man of Steel suit. He had it on the Batman v Superman suit. Oh, that's cool. Uh, I I, um, I saw when he, uh, he uh, yeah, held up the suit and I thought, wow, they've already got a suit. Like she <laughs> hasn't even gotten fitted. And then I was like, probably not hers <laughs> no no it's, it's definitely henry cavill's uh suit so that to me i really appreciated that uh just because he is uh he is my favorite superman um and then uh sasha actually responded back to melissa so i was trying to keep up with all of the back and forths between the supergirls because it was kind of happening very quickly uh but sasha did respond to melissa's message uh saying quote uh, this means so much my little brother and i have watched every episode this was a sweet moment for us thank you red heart unquote uh so I, I, I like the uh like the supergirl mutual love society that, <laughs> that sprung up after the announcement where everyone she was like i love you no i love you and I was like, is there is there a more supergirl way to to react to that news than to be like no she's great no she's great stop <laughs> yeah so it was nice to see and and to know that she has watched the show yeah, I uh, I thought that, that was, was really exciting too. I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> that that uh, I I I I held on to that a little bit because I was like, I wonder what Sasha thinks about season five. <laughs> what are, what, I, I wonder what Sasha's take on hope is. <laughs> Could we get her on the podcast just to talk about season four? <laughs> Could we get her thoughts on that gun control episode? I really want to know. <laughs> we like we ask her about like she comes on the podcast. Everyone's really excited. We just ask her about minor characters from, <laughs> from Super Supergirl the TV show. We're like, what's your take on Brian the alien? What's that scamp up to? And she's like. Why am I here? <laughs> <laughs> so that is good new, uh, Good to know. Uh, plug that away in your mind, Grace Morgan, <laughs> that she uh, has watched the show. And speaking of the Supergirl Love Society, uh, Mutual Love Society, Laura Vanderbilt <laughs> also chimed in, who played, uh, of course, Kara Kent on Smallville and Indigo on the CW Supergirl, who has amazing hand acting. Uh, she also tweeted to welcome Sasha to the Supergirl legacy, saying, quote, welcome to our now family of four, unquote quote and of course the four that she mentions are the four live action supergirls uh, of course the first one being helen slater uh the second one being laura vandevoort the third one being melissa benoist and now number four sasha kajay so it was cool to see um her chime in laura vandevoort uh, mentioned her uh, i believe um the young actress on Supergirl who plays the young Kara also mentioned that I, did, I, <laughs> really? didn't have, I didn't have time to get, I, I think I screenshotted it and I didn't have time to add it to the overlay, but, uh, but I think it's a, uh, is it somebody check me on the, the chat because I can't remember exactly. Is it is, Isabel, Isabella? Uh, uh, I think um, she she chimed in and, and uh, was excited about the news as well. So all the Supergirls, very happy about this news. Um, the, le and the Legion of Supergirls, all of them. <laughs> yes. Uh, so um, New Rachel uh, says that Cameron Cuff and Brandon Routh also con congratulated uh, Sasha. Yes. Yeah, so, so everybody in the Kryptonian uh, family, very excited <laughs> about this news. So it was good to see um, people sort of embracing her as she um, came 
into the uh, the Supergirl family. And I'm actually really bothered that I don't remember what that young Cara Danvers. <laughs> so I I'm, mean, I'm I don't either. At, <laughs> I I should know this. I'm like kicking myself that I don't uh, know exactly what her name is. So I'm trying to uh, Isabella Vidovich. Yes. Oh, okay. That's correct. Uh, I knew it was, uh, so I knew I was, was sort of right, but sort of wrong. So I just wanted to uh, double check that and get that correct. So uh, yes. So Elizabella Vidovich uh, did mention um, Sasha Kaje. So that was pretty cool as well. Um, so, okay. So you, so I just want to kind of get your, your perspective, Morgan. So you have not seen Sasha in anything. Is Mm-mm. that correct? Okay. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> okay. I'll have to send you some, uh, Love triangle clips. Yes, definitely. I was uh, when I saw that she was in a web series. I was like, maybe I'll look that up because that feels easier to like to look at or to watch than like the Young and the Restless, which is like like okay, you want to see her sit on it? It's a uh, sit down. How many hours do you have? <laughs> well, it's interesting with soap fans, uh, and I think I've noticed this with, just within the last I don't know five years or so. Uh, soap fans, especially if you're a fan of a couple, because this is how it always happens. Uh, mm. You know, soaps are built around, you know, love interests and, you know, power couples and things. Uh, there are a lot of soap opera fans who will start YouTube channels just to show clips of that couple, which is actually very helpful oh. because if you're trying to track a, um, uh, a, like a character journey, it just, you know, it's just that, it's just that person. So that's actually really helpful. Um, so, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll send you some, I'm going to look for the fan cams, the fan vids where it's, where it's like, <laughs> yeah. a, like a K-pop song and there's all sparkles and it's like her looking at uh what's his name? Kyle, <laughs> Kyle, her looking at Kyle, Kyle looking at her. And I feel like I'll get like a pretty good, <laughs> yeah. pretty good feel for it. Yeah. I think the young, and the restless was trying to get you to root for Kyle and Lola instead of Kyle and Summer. But mm. I just, Summer sometimes is a little, I'm going to be honest, she's a little bit of a brat sometimes. Um, Summer, it's, girl. It's it's because <laughs> her mom is Phyllis, and I love Phyllis. Phyllis is one of my favorite characters. But Phyllis is a little bit of a hothead. Uh, so, <laughs> so, so that's one of her big traits. So I think it got passed down uh, through the genes. Uh, so I, I don't want to badmouth Phyllis. Really, Phyllis is like, She's the best. Um, so anyway, uh, so don't respect get on Phyllis. <laughs> respect on Phyllis. Don't get me started on the Young and the Restless. We'll be here. This will become Young and the Restless Radio. So I need to stop talking about the Young and the Restless. Uh, but I'll definitely I'll send you some clips. I was really impressed with her. And if anybody is curious, uh, in the video description, I put a link to this. There's an AMDA alumni profile video on Sasha. Um, talking about her going to school for acting and theater. And she talks a lot about how her uh, education there helped her prepare her for the young, the restless. Cause you know, soap operas, they, they shoot like a hundred pages a day or something. And so uh, that's very quick and they have to do it in one, you know, all scenes in one take, you know, you don't have a lot of time to shoot soap operas. And uh, she said that, you know, being able to memorize lines so quickly as she does uh, was very helpful. So I was really impressed with her there that she, as young as she was, uh, she was able to kind of jump into that soap world and kind of, you know, be able to keep up with them. Cause I just want to say soap operas get a bad rap and I understand why they do, (laughs) but it's really hard work. Soap operas, Uh, those actors have to do a lot in one day and they have to memorize a lot of script. Um, So, so if anybody uh, is, uh, 
is not thinking Sasha's up to the task of Supergirl because of her soap opera cred. I would say, actually, it's the opposite. I think her soap opera cred, cred has prepared her for this moment. Um, so that is my uh, that is my take on it. So if anybody wants to check that out, it is in the video description. So yeah, they, I, they have to they have to memorize like a huge amount of di uh, dialogue and just like that. Just to put it in perspective, I think 100 pages is like three episodes. So soap operas shoot three episodes in one day. Oh, my God. Is how like and three episodes is usually for soap operas now with like all the commercials and stuff. It's usually somewhere between 30 and 40 minutes. Um, so it's not as quite as uh, much as like an hour long drama, like a 42 minute episode. But it's still a lot. That's five days a week shooting. So you're basically shooting 15 episodes per week. Oh my god! <laughs> and and to put that I didn't know, I didn't know that that was their schedule that they shot. I thought that they shot like one episode a day, kind of like it airs. I didn't know that they were shooting three episodes in a day. No, they're usually like a month ahead. I think <laughs> so. They have to uh, they have to really kind of keep up with that stuff. So it's a rigorous schedule for those people. That that's why when they have to take vacations, the characters get put in comas. That's, you know, you, 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 I, that's, it happens, I swear. Uh, Why don't they just have the character go on vacation? It's like, I know that we're in the middle of this really dramatic storyline, but I need to go to Cancun. Excuse me. Fun <laughs> fact, just, fun fact, just Lola, fierce. Lola, I think was in a coma. Uh, so oh, somebody went on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you usually know they either went on vacation or they're, they're on their honeymoon or something. That's, <laughs> that's, so that's when they get put in a coma. So if you see a soap opera in a coma, you know, uh, they, they need time off. Uh, so, so I just wanted to make everyone uh, aware that soap operas are a lot of hard work and you should, you, if you, even if you don't like them, appreciate them is all i'm saying it's a lot of artistry that goes into soap operas it's churn the churning of like this they have to get stuff out every day they to don't have it, time to worry we should all be more like soap operas they don't have time to worry is this amazing is this perfect is it good enough to go on <laughs> We should uh, all take the soap opera mindset sometimes when we're like, <laughs> we're like, hold on, it's my masterpiece. I have to look at it 500 times. It's like, no, it's good enough to go out into the world. If she can memorize three, three episodes worth of dialogue in one day, then like you can, like you can post your short story without <laughs> workshopping it for five months. <laughs> So a funny story about the the fact that sometimes uh, episodes will go on the air where it's like, I can tell this was your one take and that's all you had. Uh, Everyone was on vacation that week. <laughs> there, there was an episode I remember of All My Children, and I can't remember what happened because they have court cases all the time on soap operas. Everybody is like framed for murder on soap <laughs> operas all the time. And there was an episode of All My Children where Crystal was like having to walk out and it was the character's name, Crystal. Yeah. She was walking out of the courtroom and she like tripped on a chair and it was like a bad trip too like it was like a significant like she like <laughs> like lunged forward a little bit and i was like all right so i guess she just uh went with that take didn't, didn't, didn't want to try that one again <laughs> they didn't want to do a second take uh, you you feel like it, if they decided to do that they would have like like incorporated it into the storyline but they were like no just leave it <laughs> <laughs> It was good enough. <laughs> she, she got out of the scene. That's all. That you know what? Everyone trips. It makes your character more human. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how you know it's usually one take and done. Um, so that's that's why when like drama and the acting is really good on soap operas, soap operas, it makes me think that, that that's a really good actor. 
because they're able to do that in one take. So anyway, so uh, that is the soap opera Young the Restless background for the Supergirl episode. Well, I bet that helped her nail her audition, too, because she's like, oh, what? Like, it's just a couple of pages. It's not a <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hundred. Wait, like, can I try it more than once? <laughs> what? What is this? The <laughs> <laughs> she's going to she's going to get on that set and be like, all right, I'm done. I, I gave you my performance. I'm like, we do a couple more takes. Nope. Nope, we got it. We got it. We got I'm it. I'm one and out. Bye. <laughs> Supergirl out. He's <laughs> like, this is so luxurious. These multi, yeah, oh multiple takes. Uh, so, so uh, yeah, so that is uh, her background, at least from what I know of. Uh, but she does seem to have uh, a lot of acting credit. She she went to school for acting and uh, she's she I think I don't know if Lola is still on. I assume that she's maybe been written out of the Young the Restless. But I like I said, I haven't been. um. Uh, up to date. So now I'm going to have to catch up on the young, the restless to see what's happening. And uh, just to see what I missed out on. Uh, Cause I've been meaning to, so this is going to give me the kick in the pants. I need to <laughs> get back into why <laughs> I'm, I'm just rereading the description of her character. And I love that Kyle married summer so that she would donate part of her liver to save Lola's life. Ooh, what? <laughs> And and she did it. Summer Summer gave her what she needed, so Lola's life was uh, so saved. it worked. So it worked. It was Kyle, not. It stamp. was. It was not a good love triangle. I I don't remember what else was happening on the Young the Restless at that point, but I was like, can I fast forward this? Let me just get. <laughs> let me just get what I need out of this and then leave. <laughs> I don't know what's happening here with the livers and the donations, but we're getting out. We're getting out. <laughs> Yeah, so it, it it was it was rough. That storyline was a little rough, but uh, like I said, Sasha was um, very likable in it. Um, okay, so I guess we should talk about the Flash movie because that's where Supergirl is going to be showing up, even though none of us knew about it until <laughs> very recently. I think it was on Friday, so that was uh, just a few days ago. Uh, so the news in uh, that Supergirl in the uh, is in the Flash movie surprised everyone. Nobody, in, none of the DC like film fans I knew about uh, had any idea this was happening. Like nobody knew. So uh, I guess we should talk about what did we know about Supergirl in the DCEU before this casting news. Um, so one of the things that we did hear before this was that on August 6, 2018, Deadline reported that Warner Brothers and DC were developing a feature film based around Supergirl. And Oren Uziel was working on the script, but not a lot more was being divulged at that point. Do you remember this news I very, very, very vaguely do. Like, I kind of remember chatting with you about it and being like, oh, that's cool. But that's all. Like, I don't remember. I remember it kind of like blowing up my Twitter feed for like a day and then not hearing anything else about it after that. Yeah, we did briefly mention it in yeah. uh, one of the Supergirl radio episodes because we were like, we don't know anything about this, but we're going to mention it in the news section because it's about Supergirl, but uh, we don't know anything else. And then we never heard anything else about that movie. And so that I don't know if it's still happening, but uh, we didn't learn anything uh, further. So now I'm wondering, are they introducing her in the flash and then they're going to give her her own movie kind of like hey, get to know this character and then like launch pad her off into her Supergirl movie so that people are kind of like, oh, I know who that character is from this other movie. 
I think that's very possible. Um, and, and I'll talk about what I think maybe her role is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think with anything, if she becomes very popular out of it, if people seem to, you know, if she's a crowd pleaser, they'll probably find a way to uh, make it so that she has a, a vehicle on her own. So uh, I think uh, it's very possible we could see a Supergirl movie out of that. Oh, my gosh. That would be so exciting. Yes. Uh, so hopefully all things uh, go well. And uh, <laughs> we, we would have more... so much news to talk about. Yes. All kinds of news. <laughs> then we would have to follow all the pre-production and the, you know, all the rumors. And uh, that would be so fun to talk about. Uh, but yes, yeah, so that was the first like movie news we had talked about. Uh, on May 31st, 2019, Forbes mentioned that Supergirl was uh, tentatively expected to start production. So this movie that they sort of said was being developed. <laughs> in the first quarter of 2020. <laughs> so they said it was supposed to start production in the first quarter of 2020. And the suspicion was that we'd hear casting information start to circulate within a few months. So that was just uh, in 2019. So uh, we didn't really I, hear anything after that. I like that it says early 2020, most likely March or April, the best time to start anything in 2020. (laughs) 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 I'm wondering if like they had plans to like have a Supergirl movie and then COVID like pushed it out so far that they were like, what if we introduce her in the flash and then we'll give her her movie. That could be the case uh, because I don't think they would have wanted to push the flashback anymore because they have pushed the flashback and pushed the flashback. So um, so I think in their minds, if they were going to push a movie back, they probably would push Supergirl instead uh, because they just they had to get that flash movie out. Um, So now the big question is, uh, how does Sasha's Supergirl fit into the DCEU? And so uh, We'll, we'll talk about some of the things that, uh, you know, are connected to the DCEU and some of the things that are what we know about the Flash movie. Um, my personal opinion is I think uh, at this point, Warner Brothers is stubbornly and stupidly, uh, and I'm just saying this out of... Uh, uh, statistics about revenue and, and ways of earning money. I, I think they're trying to avoid any connection to Zack Snyder's take on the Superman mythology. So I, I personally highly doubt that they will re- uh, reference uh, Man of Steel or, and have any connection to Henry Cavill's Superman. Even I though know. I, I think some of that might depend on how the Snyder Cut movie goes off on HBO Max. Like, I think if they see like a huge amount of like subscribers or streams or something like that, they might be like, Hey, what about <laughs> that? Cause like, they're really only going to what they think is popular. Like they don't, <laughs> they don't care otherwise. I don't think so. Well, there it's, isn't, it's possible. They could change their minds. They, they don't have a plan is the thing. So any plan is good in a storm. <laughs> they, they got rid of the guy who actually had a plan. And so now they're just kind of waffling around. Um, uh, the the big distinction there, though, to make is between HBO Max and Warner Brothers. So Warner Brothers is going to be introducing Supergirl, but HBO Max is the one in charge of the Snyder Cut. So uh, HBO Max could develop, you know, further films or TV shows. But Warner Brothers, I just I think they're so dead set on not doing anything with that. And I'm like, do you hate money? Is that <laughs> is that the thing? Do you not like making money? I guess uh, that's. That's bad for you. Um, but so the reason we bring up uh, Man of Steel and the DCU is that some people uh, uh, assume that. Uh, so 
if if you have listened to Supergirl Radio before, we've covered this on the podcast, and uh, so we've talked about this comic. So there was a Man of Steel prequel comic uh, when Man of Steel came out. It was uh, like a digital version that was on the internet when you, uh, I think it was related to the Walmart p- purchase of tickets. Uh, there was like a little deal that you could get uh, a prequel. It was never... Um, uh, available for like a print version. It was only digital. Uh, oh, wow. And so there was a Man of Steel prequel comic that was all about Kara Zor-El. It was all about Ooh. Kara. And uh, it's sort of- everything should be. As everything should be. <laughs> and it was set in the world of Man of Steel uh, on Krypton though. She was on Krypton. She had a whole storyline on Krypton. And it insinuates, this is my reading of it. It insinuates that the open pod that you see in the film. So in Man of Steel, Clark goes to- the scout ship was, which is basically sort of the fortress of solitude. And he sees an open pod in the scout ship and uh, it's, there's, there's nobody there. It's, it's open. Nobody's there. And uh, some people assume uh, that uh, because of the comic that it's Kara. So Kara Zorel, some people believe, including myself, believe that there <laughs> is a Kara Zorel somewhere within the Snyderverse, the DCEU uh, connected to man of steel. So, but there are some people who also assume that, uh, and this has been reported as if it was news. I have some problems with this reading. We'll get to it. But some, pe- but some people assume that Zack Snyder rejected that speculation that Carr was the one who came out of the open pot of Man of Steel. But honestly, he never actually says this, which is why I'm like, why would you put this out in a, like a news article? Because he never actually says this. So the, the reason, Rebecca, is that the they needed something to write about <laughs> that's that's what it was uh so uh, i'll explain so uh so zach snyder commented on vero which is a social media platform that's great you should sign up for it uh the, uh that the open pod was supposed to be something more that's all he says uh that doesn't necessarily mean that it wasn't Supergirl's pod. That could mean it was supposed to be some some future story, a, f- a future film. Um, so I don't take that as like him poo pooing the idea seem definitive of definitive in any way, really. Yeah. So I'm like, is there context to this conversation that we are missing? Because I don't see that as him rejecting the idea of Supergirl at all. Uh, but maybe that's just my reading comprehension. Uh, reading comprehension. So uh, in the future, let's say if somehow we have Zack Snyder on the podcast, I would like to talk to him <laughs> about this uh, and maybe get a definitive answer. I don't know if he would share it. We'd have some questions. I feel like I feel like the connection is even more real now with this casting news. Like you should talk to us about Supergirl because she's she's there. She's in the movies now. Yeah. So so so, uh, so I have lots of questions if we ever get a chance to talk to him. Uh, so we'll have to uh, check that out. But um, but yeah, definitely uh, look into the Man of Steel prequel comic if you've never read it. Um, so, Morgan, do you want to uh, go into uh, what we know about the Flash movie at this time? Sure. Um, The question about what we know at the Flash movie at this time, the answer for me is not much, but there (laughs) is stuff out there for other people who've maybe been following it. Um, The film's plot will introduce general audiences to the idea of the multiverse, Mm. which is one of the core concepts underpinning DC Comics. We know this because we just we just lived through crisis. So we're all (laughs) very familiar with the multiverse. We're all very confused by the multiverse. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So this is going to include two Batman 
we're going to see Michael Keaton. We're going to see Ben Affleck. Um, so there's a, I actually didn't realize that was happening. And all this is that I'm speaking is news to me. Uh, <laughs> you didn't know about this? I did not. Somehow I missed that Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck were going to be in this movie. It sounds really, ex- now I'm really excited about it. <laughs> it's my, my two favorite Batman in a movie together. And I'm just, uh, it's, it's going to just blow my mind. So that it's actually very exciting. I want to get all the Batman in, in the movie. Like what's Clooney up to? What, <laughs> is, is Pattinson making like another weird uh, handheld pasta dish? I think he could do it. <laughs> he could do it. He could get in there. <laughs> um, yeah. He's, he probably got some time after he cooks uh, to just pop in there. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Uh, yeah. But lots of Batman multiverse flash stuff. So that's kind of the, the premise of what we know about the flash movie mm. so far. So, um, director Andy, I'm going to say Muschietti. I, I heard some people say Muschietti. Muschietti makes more sense. Does that seem Uh, right? It seems right. Like based on the amount of like I's and T's. If somebody um, in the chat knows how to pronounce that, uh, phonetically spell it for us so that we, so that we know. <laughs> it seems Italian, so I feel like I should know how to say it, but that doesn't mean anything. That has never stopped me from, from mangling a name <laughs> before. It won't stop it again. Um, <laughs> so he has been quoted as saying, Ben Affleck's Batman has a, dico- a dichotomy that's very strong, which is his masculinity because of the way he looks and the imposing figure that he has and his jawline. Uh, but he's also very vulnerable. He knows how to deliver Deliver from the inside out that vulnerability. He just needs a story that allows him to bring that contrast, that balance. He's a very substantial part of the emotional impact of the movie. The interaction and relationship between Barry and Affleck's Wayne will bring an emotional level that we haven't seen before. It's Barry's movie. It's Barry's story. But their characters are more related than we think. They both they both lost their mothers to murder, and that's one of the emotional vessels of the movie. That's where the Affleck Batman kicks in. So really, I just I just put that in the doc so we could all brag about Ben Affleck. That's that's all. No, I'm, I put, <laughs> we, we, we put that in there just to offer some context about Barry's story and the movie and kind of what's going to be happening um, in this one. Yeah, because I was I was also wondering, I was like, well, it sounds like there's going to be a lot of Batman in this flash movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's Batman. Now there's Supergirl. Like, what's what's the flash up to in this flash movie? <laughs> um but no no i'm interested in like i i like the the way that they said that there's a connection between batman and the flash because of some of the similar things that they've been through that which i wouldn't have honestly thought about but it does make sense um that they do have those things in common so it's like it's not completely taking away because let's be honest batman is is batman and so you throw batman into a movie and batman has a tendency to just take over a whole movie we, yeah we know this yeah <laughs> and i I feel like so my one critique of the DC movies, my one critique is that the WB did so well with those Batman movies, like the, all of them, always like the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah, I think even back to like, you know, back to the, like the Tim Burton movies did really well for them. And then the Dark Knight trilogy did super well for them where everybody loved them. And so every single one of their superhero movies, they're always like, I love it. I love it what if Batman was also in it? And you're like, <laughs> does Batman make sense here? And they're like, shh, yes, he does. He does. And he's here. Here he is. Here's Batman. And you're like, but wh- why is he in this? And so I feel like it's just kind of that continuation of like, I feel like the WB is just kind of like in a dark room, just like touching things, trying to find what works. But the thing that they know always works is Batman. And so they're going to put Batman in 
everything. It's not wrong. <laughs> it's like, listen, we all love Batman. Batman's great. We all love Batman for a reason. He's a great character. But like, here, here is Batman. Two Batmans in the Flash movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, but what if there were two of them? It's like, it's like, listen, listen, I know we've put a lot of Batmans in different things. I know. <laughs> I know. But hear me out. What if there were two Batman in the Flash movie and they're like, two Batman, that's crazy. It's just so crazy it might work. Like, I, I just want to be a fly on the wall. It's like, they're like, the only thing I feel like we have figured out is Batman. Throw him in that too. It's, it's a, uh, it, that, I mean, I think we just walked into a pitch meeting is what, <laughs> was what we just did. Uh, so that's actually very true. Um, so according to Entertainment Weekly, the film will incorporate elements of the comic's 2011 Flashpoint story, which explores a multiverse concept allowing the speedy superhero to dive into an alternative timeline where several iconic DC heroes play very different roles. In the comics, Wonder Woman and Aquaman are at war, among other things. Uh, it's been previously reported that Michael Keaton would reprise his role as Bruce Wayne Batman and Ben Affleck would as well. The most important thing is that it gets to your heart, um, director Andy. How do we put? I think we, I think we settled, uh, settled on Muschietti, but Muschietti. We're, we're, we're still we're still playing with it. I think we're, we're, still, <laughs> we're, still, we're still finding it in the moment. Muschietti, <laughs> uh, director Andy Muschietti said, um, "It's a time travel story, which is very exciting. He's someone who has the power of changing the events in the past, but in doing so, can change the space time continuum. Which, if anybody has watched the CW version of The Flash, we know it's like Barry, stop changing the timeline." Barry, we've talked to you about changing the timeline. Barry, look at my kids are different. Uh, <laughs> so it looks like the Barry in the movies has not learned this important and valuable lesson yet. Oh, man, the, sw the switching of Diggle's kid is like the most heinous thing. So, so, so random. It's so terrible. Like you so lost bad. the child. Like you no longer have that child anymore. Your kid's just completely different. Your, your, kids are, your kids are totally interchangeable. No big deal. Oh, man, that was the worst. It was the worst. Yeah. So it looks like there's going to be some time travel, uh, timey-wimey stuff in this one, which is which is fun or might be um, incomprehensible depending on how it lands. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what Legends decided was like it was going to be really serious about time travel for a little while. And then it was like, nah. <laughs> and now it's just like it's just kicking back, sipping like sipping, sipping a drink out of a coconut shades on probably sleeping you don't know it doesn't care about time travel anymore what are the rules there are no rules yeah. so we'll see we'll see where the flash falls in that continuum between like the flash tv show time travel is very very important and there are a lot of repercussions and legends of tomorrow eh, time <laughs> those are the two different levels that it could go to <laughs> Um, so, um, Ezra Miller, who portrays Bal Barry, yeah. oh my God, what? This is the easiest name. <laughs> I'll take a moment. I'm going to collect myself. Who portrays Barry Allen. Make, make sure you make, make sure you say that one really slowly. Um, Barry so. Allen. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. 
Got it. Uh, Expanded on this topic saying the film is immensely important because if you look around at the DC universe, you have all these characters who exist in their own bubbles. We also have multiple people playing the same characters (laughs) by opening that multiverse door. All of these stories and characters can start to collide. It blows our minds. The level of possibilities that exist with this character and this story. Huh? Okay. That's interesting. Well, I, I've always kind of liked the multiverse theory because I think it means that like some of the things can be more independent and not everything has to interlock so closely, which means that different things can have their own like stories and their own vibes without being like, wait, why didn't Superman show up? when the world was about to end and you're like, Superman was on vacation taking his kids to, to go look at colleges. Like, <laughs> he was? <laughs> Superman. Superman's on Argo. He's reconnecting with his people. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can you <laughs> skirt around some of those problems. Superman's boots were there. Did you see them? They just passed. <laughs> uh, so, so I feel like, like to me, if the multiverse kind of allows it to be like, oh, he's in a different universe. It's cool. It's cool. He's, he's, he's chilling. <laughs> okay. Here's part one of two speculations about how Supergirl fits in with this movie. So talking about the multiverse and time travel, I'm wondering if Supergirl is going to be from another Earth. Mm. Because because of my prior thoughts that they don't want to have anything to do with Zack Snyder. Because WB is, how can I say this uh, politely? Um, I mean, I just just went on a whole rant about how they want Batman and everything. (laughs) And they don't know any, and they don't know what they're doing. So I don't feel like it can be worse than what I just said. They they don't want to, I get the feeling that WB doesn't want to have anything to do with the Snyderverse. They don't want to revisit that. They seem to not want to do anything with Henry Cavill. So why would they drop Supergirl in there if she's connected to the Snyderverse? So the only way, in my opinion, the way for them to get around that is to say, oh, this is Supergirl from another Earth, not connected to that story in any way. And then you could bring in the multiverse with that and have her be someone he meets on another Earth. Kind of like Hmm. Supergirl season one where Kara and Barry connected and they were not on the same Earth. Um, Interesting. That's my my speculation at the moment. So you think she'll be in like her own little like universe that's separate from all the other DC properties kind of floating around. Honestly, I wouldn't hate that because it means that if she has her own movie in the future, it can it can be just about her and Batman doesn't show up in it at any point. <laughs> uh, mark my words that if she gets her solo movie, Batman is going to emerge from the shadows at some point. <laughs> He's going to be like, do you need me? <laughs> just, well, just, behind, just behind her like hey i'm still here it's me batman <laughs> like, batman i've talked to, to you about this boundaries batman <laughs> oh uh rachel does have a question do you think she'll still be named Kara? oh i would yeah. i would assume so even if so. even if she was on a different earth um i i would still i would i would be oh but that's do you think it's it'll be the though, Kara she- pronunciation or do you think it's, it'll be the Kara pronunciation because smallville did Kara, right? Smallville and Superman, the animated series, and then uh, Justice League Unlimited did Kara. Um, Kara was only done in Supergirl the movie and the CW Supergirl. Um, it That's an interesting question, though, because she could just be Linda. She could, oh, just, yeah. she, she could just be Linda Danvers or Linda Lee. Um, 
What if she flips back and forth with the hair color? Maybe like that's why nobody recognizes her. She's like, hold on. (laughs) It's me, Linda Lee. I'm a brunette. (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think they'll be pulling uh more from the cw verse than they from the air verse than they will from the helen slater film but that would be hilarious if they uh sort of went back into the linda lee of it all but that that's a good question we don't we don't know we just know there's supergirl in it um but i would i would love it if 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 she went by Kara. i I think if she is talking to somebody as a kryptonian she would refer to herself as Kara. Yeah, I think it makes more sense. Yeah, so that's just kind of my speculation with the the multiverse uh, door opening. Um, because they would have to show that they're, I mean, I guess they've got the Batman to, to show the multiverse, <laughs> but um, but uh, but that that was just something that I thought about. Yeah, I think, and I think it if that's the way that they're going with it, which is what it sounds like, I think that does open it up if she's in a different universe then that kind of opens it up for her if if and when she gets her own movie for it to be kind of its own thing it doesn't have to rely on any of the other movies which is kind of nice i think you know in my opinion it's kind of nice yeah i mean i would love it if she was henry cavill's cousin oh i would love it if henry cavill popped I mean, up in, in those movies that'd be uh, awesome i don't know if you can tell i've got, <laughs> I've got, I've got my henry cavill supergirl shirt on um but uh but I think from WB's perspective, they wouldn't want that. Um, so, and it does creatively open it up that they can tell her story apart from from all that other previously uh, told s- story in, in the films. So I'm not as, as up to date on what's going on with the, the W, besides them loving Batman, but what's going on <laughs> with the WB. Is Henry Cavill still superman or is that or is he kind of like flown away from that (laughs) no nobody knows he would still do it in a heartbeat um but it doesn't sound like they have any plans to do any future superman films oh okay that's weird because i feel like henry cavill has actually only gotten um like bigger since the superman i was gonna say hotter which is also true Uh, it is also true, but I feel like he's only got he's only gotten like more popular. You yeah. know what with um what with The Witcher really taking off and everything like that. Like I feel like people really like him now. I feel like people would be really which more, is which even is more why, likely to go see a Superman movie with Henry Cavill. Which is why I think they hate money. <laughs> I think they hate making money, which is strange for a movie studio. I mean, I, I don't I don't know. It's that's how it comes across to me is that they hate making money. Um. And also, I think it's a little bit of pride, but that's like, a whole story like, for another time. Toss a coin to Henry Cavill, please. <laughs> <laughs> OWB of plenty. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I, I I think they should. Uh, but that if it was my movie studio, you you would have so many more Henry Cavill uh, movies because that means more Amy Adams, Lois Lane. So that that also would be nice. Uh, but and who doesn't love who doesn't love Amy Adams and who, who doesn't love Lois Lane? The two perfect things, perfect together. Yes, <laughs> I I don't understand who would not love that. Um. Uh, you're everyone's entitled to their wrong opinion. But um, so uh, I I just I think that from WB's perspective, they want to keep those things separate. And it does creatively open it up um, to to do your own thing. So I don't know. I hope I hope she's connected to Henry Cavill, but I'm not. I have low expectations. 
um, for that. So uh, the other thing that I was sort of thinking about with uh, Supergirl and the DCEU was uh, something that is sort of connected to Ray Fisher. So on January 13th, 2021, which was not that long ago, Ray it Fisher. feels like it. <laughs> it does. Uh, Ray Fisher, who played Cyborg in... Uh, I'm just going to say Zack Snyder's Justice League. He also played him in the Justice League version, but we don't talk about that. We're not talking about that version. Uh, but he played Cyborg in the DCEU, and he tweeted out confirmation that Cyborg was removed from the Flash movie. So at one point, he was in the Flash movie, but he's now since been removed, and that was just recently. According mm. to Ray Fisher, Cyborg's role was supposed to be much larger than a cameo. So he was... Uh, apparently going to have a significant role in the Flash movie with Barry because in in the uh, Justice League version of Justice League, uh, Cyborg and Barry kind of became friends. I don't know if that's going to be the same thing in Zack Snyder's Justice League, um, but you could, you could kind of see that maybe they would play up their friendship in uh, the Flash movie. And so when I when I learned that and then when I heard this Supergirl news, I'm starting to wonder if Supergirl is going to replace the cyborg role in the flash movie. Cause Ooh. if he was originally supposed to be there and he, that whole role was taken out, they would need to put somebody in there. Yeah. They would need to rework it. And huh. so, and so if you're WB, you would be like, Hmm, who, who is a friend to Barry Allen, the flash? Oh yeah. They're like super Who's friends. Super friend. <laughs> they're, they're super friends on the air of verse. It's not that whole song. Everybody loved that song. <laughs> Everybody, they danced and everything it was great. <laughs> they got ice cream. Everyone loves them. <laughs> so that's my like conspiracy theory, like throwing things at the wall, seeing what happens. But I, I sort of like am connecting these dots that like they're doing the multiverse they threw out Cyborg from the movie and uh, I assume needed a role to fill for maybe Barry having a friend. So I don't know if that's true or not, but that's kind of where where my my head is at the moment. No, that's interesting. That could totally be. I, I think that that's very likely that that's because we only just got the Supergirl casting news like out of nowhere, <laughs> you know, at the end of February. Hmm, curious. Yeah. <laughs> Almost as if they hadn't planned for her at all initially. <laughs> just <laughs> threw her in. <laughs> I'm just saying it seems a little suspicious to me that this is all and and maybe the maybe the casting, I don't know if the casting had been going on a long time. It it could be that they were casting Supergirl way before January 20. Yeah, it's true. So who knows? Do we know when they start filming the Flash movie? It's supposed to be like happening I think now. Oh wow! I, I think I think it's I think it's start or it's like or it's in March, like it's coming up. Oh okay. Um, I think they're in it. Um, let's see. Claudia has a question. Do you think that the studio would try to make the Flash and Supergirl romantic? Oh boy, I sure hope not. I don't um, think. I mean, don't they have? Don't they have an Iris cast for the movie? Th that's the thing that I Iris is in the Snyderverse. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so but, but where's? gotta be iris <laughs> well i mean i would put iris in there uh but i don't know if i don't even know if iris is in the flash movie that feels strange and wrong to me <laughs> i agree so i i don't know i i i hope not i i hope they're just super friends i hope they're just buddies like i hope supergirl is just trying to help him with the multiverse stuff yeah That's i don't i don't want to see supergirl's first appearance be like tied to some 
some dude. Like, I don't want to see her as a love interest in her first appearance. She can have love interests later on, but like, I don't want her like primary reason to in the movie to be as a love interest. That would bum me out hard. Yeah, I agree. I hope she just is her own character doing her own thing. Um, so that that's my uh, hope and um, wish for the movie as well. Because I think Supergirl is a character, like, I think people know there is a Supergirl, but I think a large segment of the population don't really know much about her, even with the TV show. I mean, it's it's not like everybody in the you know the world watches the tv show yeah yeah it's true so so this is this is maybe some people's first introduction to supergirl so i hope that you know her first you know appearance is a, is a good one that really uh does justice to her character yeah i think this is going to be a lot bigger platform for supergirl the character than you know the show it the show has been you know just because not a lot of People are going to commit to watching a television show, you know, multiple seasons. But a lot of people, a lot of people go see superhero movies and like they're pretty mainstream now. So I think a lot of people will go see The Flash and be like, oh, Supergirl's cool. So that's why I want her to be (laughs) really cool and not just like, ooh, look at her. She's cute. Like, no. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And let's let's have a little bit of substance to that. Exactly. But but that does raise the question. uh, Will there be movie screenings of this at the at the time it comes out? Um, I'll probably I mean, just just from my experience (laughs) with Wonder Woman 1984, like in the future, regardless of covid, I'm only seeing private screenings. Like that's that's (laughs) If I'm like, if I'm, if I'm vaccinated in any form and like I can rent out a theater, that sounds like, that sounds like the dream. I don't, I don't want to have to go see movies with strangers anymore. Mm, 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 No, mm. just, just me and my crew. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So, so, so regardless of COVID, uh, when the movie comes out, if it gets released in theaters, I'm scheduling a private screening and going to see it. So that's, that's how (laughs) things are going with me. But, but most people might watch it on HBO max. Like, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to be released. So I don't know if that will change anything. Do they have any like general release date in like in, in the future that they're thinking of for flash? Cause I know they haven't, you said they haven't even started filming. So I imagine it'll take a year and a half, two years. Oh, wow. Do you think it'll be like 2023? I mean, most, most big movies like this take a long time with, effects and it usually takes like six months to shoot and then you have another at least six to eight months of post-production and i mean they could fast track it but i'm 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 betting 2023 that's oh wow that's what i think well hopefully we would be able to to see it (laughs) fingers crossed everything crossed in 2023 (laughs) hopefully toes eyes fingers (laughs) hopefully uh theater still exists then and uh (laughs) We won't have to watch it on HBO Max on our couch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you've got you've got the Flash, you've got Supergirl, and you've got two Batman, uh, and then you've got probably time travel in the multiverse. Yeah, I imagine there's some effects that are. Gonna there's going to be, be a couple of effects, definitely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to see that on a big screen, like the biggest screen possible. Yeah, not not on a my TV screen or my little tiny iPhone screen. No, yeah, no, no thank you. Um, I guess we should get to a question that seems a little controversial. Uh, Sam Wise asks, do you think Sasha will, uh, be blonde like a Melissa or keep the hair as is? Huh? I just want to remind people, first of all, when Melissa Benoist was cast as Supergirl, she did not have blonde hair. 
If oh, that's people, right. If people remember that she was still a brunette at the time. She looks so good as a blonde. She does though, and I think it's because they didn't go all in to yeah, the blonde. Like she's like- not platinum. Which is, yeah, that's a hard look for most people who aren't blonde to pull off. It's like, mm, I don't feel like that's real. Yeah, her blonde looks very natural. Yeah. Um, so- personally, I don't think that she needs to be blonde to be Supergirl. I don't feel like that's a prerequisite to me for the character. Um, but I mean, if they if she wanted if they want to do her hair blonde, I think she'll look good with it. I just don't think it's like specifically necessary. I personally like. Just just to be able to, you know, recognize the character and especially since like it's, um you know, uh, a big screen adaptation, it would be cool if she was blonde. But I'm like you, like if they chose to go another route, I would I would be interested in seeing what they did with it. And I and I think the personality and uh, the characterization, I think, is more important to me than her hair color, um, although I do like my, you know my comic book heroes on the, on the screen to look, you know, at least make an effort, like, you know, <laughs> make some kind of effort to make them look like the character from uh, the comics or from, you know, what I know of them. Uh, but, but I also think that, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to happen. They could make, make her hair a little bit more blonde, like Melissa, yeah, like, they Mel- can make Melissa it like lighter. Yeah. Yeah. Melissa's hair is a little bit more of like a dirty blonde, almost like more Brown actually. Um, so it doesn't have to go like full blonde. So they, they could kind of play with that. Um, yeah. They could like lighten it up from like, she's, her hair is kind of like probably darker than mine. Even it's like dark brunette. Yeah. So they could just lighten it up a bit. Yeah. And, um, I, and if she is a, a Supergirl from another earth, if that speculation of mine comes true, which <laughs> probably won't, but if she is from another earth, who, who, who says that that Supergirl well, bets her off? Yeah. 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 So, um, <laughs> So I, I think it, you know, it, I'm, I'm good either way. I don't, I don't really care as long as they nail the character and like her, per, her personality, if I can see how she acts and like, it feels like Supergirl to me, that's all I care about. Yeah, I agree. I think that the, it's, I, to me, I'd like, yes, Supergirl is blonde in the comics and most of the TV adaptations, but I don't feel like blondness is an integral part of her character. It's not like, it's like, oh, we wouldn't recognize Supergirl if she wasn't blonde. It's like not something that's baked into the character. So I could kind of go either way on the hair color. Well, and there is the question of even if she did retain her, her dark brown hair, her brunette look, would she have to wear a blonde wig for Supergirl? Because that sometimes Supergirl in the comics does have wig stuff that happens sometimes she like oh, true. I, I think in rebirth she like could her hair color changed was, with the glasses connected to the glasses for a while yeah yeah they, they did away with that really fast too <laughs> like most of the things in rebirth but uh <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh, my only my only comment for this is that that wig would have to be working it it's a big screen you're gonna see everything that wig's gotta be working it. it can't look like something out of the oliver queen would wear on his head okay we can't we can't it cannot that. it cannot be wiggy it has to only be i mean you have to be 100 percent working it to make that make that pop um so yeah i mean i think the hair stuff like there are a lot of ways to go about that. Um, but, but I definitely think that the personality is more uh, important in this situation. Now, I guess we could talk about suit choices. Like, what oh, are you, do you think? Wh- do you think she's going to get skirts or do you think she's going to get pants, pants, pants? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I don't know. Cause I've seen, but we've seen both versions. I, I personally think that the skirt version is cuter. 
And that's how I'd base all of my decisions. <laughs> is, is, is it cute fashionly? <laughs> I like the skirt just because that, I mean, that's just, to me, that's Supergirl. But I think you could, and it also, I guess, is, is, is she connected to Henry Cavill's Superman? That might make a difference because the whole situation on Krypton was that the, like, the Superman suit is Kryptonian uh, clothes. It's actually, a lot of people, like, make jokes because when you watch Man of Steel, like the Superman suit is actually like something they wear underneath the rest of their clothes. So he's basically, <laughs> some people say he's like wearing his underwear, which is funny because like the old joke about the red trunks is that he's wearing his underwear on the outside of his pants. Um, but yeah, so if if she is connected to the DCEU, they would have to tie it to the Kryptonian culture and the clothing that they wore. Um, but if they choose to go a different route, they can do whatever they want to. Mm. Um, so I don't know. It just, we, we don't know like what story they're telling. We don't know what kind of Supergirl this is. So who knows? Um, I, I mean, would probably are, be fine either way. Both are good looks. Both are yeah. good looks. I mean, if I, if it was my preference and I was making the movie, I'd probably have the skirt, but not my movie. <laughs> uh, so we shall see <laughs> so we'll see what happens um and especially again if the multiverse thing happens all bets are off she can look <laughs> any way that she wants well the, the thing is we'll probably know about the suit way before we know about anything else because i'm sure there's gonna be like paparazzi pictures of her like going to set in her outfit probably so yeah usually what they do is if she is going to be shooting outdoors they will put out a picture before that happens. So yeah. that, so that your first uh, visual of the suit is, is like is a it, polished photo shoot. Isn't her like holding a Starbucks coffee mug? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if she does shoot outdoors, um, we'll, we'll get an image of her. But I, I think that I, it's tough. Will, will they show her at all? Will they? I, I guess they will. I guess she'll be a selling point like uh, Wonder Woman was for Batman v Superman. Yeah. I mean, I feel like when I heard that they Wonder Woman was going to be in that movie, I was really excited. And we saw a lot of stuff that come out about Wonder Woman and all the Amazons and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think that I think that they're going to promote her. I think we're already seeing it begin right now with like them releasing, you know, the the video of of the director telling her that she's, you know, that she's Supergirl and stuff like that. Stuff like that would have to go through probably like the PR department or like oh, the promotional sure. department. Yeah, like he's just not doing. He's just like, no, oh, I'm gonna like upload a video. Like you could tell that was, you know, that was that happened right after the announcement of her casting, and there was like almost kind of a concentrated PR push to talk about her as super Supergirl. So I I think that they're they're going to be promoting her. Yeah, I think she'll be a way to sell the movie to people. Um, just uh, just to throw out some more, like, uh, what is it, like, string theory? Uh, <laughs> conspiracy theory? Some some people were pointing out that the, the day this news dropped, um, earlier in the day, uh, the news came out that Zack Snyder's Justice League would get a global distribution. And then not too long after that, WB released... Hey, Supergirl is going to be in our Flash movie, and so it was like, 
are they trying to take attention away from Zack Snyder's Justice League? So I'm over here like... Or maybe they're trying to like ride the coattails. Maybe they're like, be excited about this too. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the Flash? Yeah. Remember like, that Flash movie that we were going to make like several years ago? We've promising it. <laughs> <laughs> it's real. <laughs> so I'm just a uh, tinfoil hat uh, on the head, ready to go. So uh, I've just thought it was funny and uh, wanted to mention it um so yeah so i think that's a uh, kind of all that we know at this time about so. about the flash movie and about what we know about supergirl and um, I, I just realized that that we've been talking about the supergirl and i didn't mention but it's super cool that they uh picked a latina actress to play supergirl which is kind of taking the character in a different direction i think that's really neat and like really cool for representation all these little girls who are gonna be able to see her as supergirl and kind of see themselves like we saw what happened when melissa was you know when when she was cast and she was with all the little girls and they were all so excited and i think we're gonna see you know even more little girls being excited that like there's a supergirl that looks like them yeah, I think I think the you know the visual of it is 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 cool, and I think having that um, the created creativity of the casting I think is um, smart. I always appreciate it when people cast outside the box. Just, yeah, me too. Just because it's like, oh, you so you put some thought into this because um, because I, I know casting decisions for the DCEU films have always been pretty controversial, <laughs> and I and I usually like I just wait it out because I know that the director knows the story. The director and the casting director, they know what they're trying to do. We don't like people get mad about Ben Affleck as Batman or Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. Everybody loves her now. But when she got when that casting news came out, nobody loved her. And I was like, I'm going to see where this goes. Let's wait it out. Let's I'm going to see what happens. Uh, so and and I'm glad I did. I, I, I enjoy her very much. She is Wonder Woman. Um, so I think uh, there's something about her performance and something about her reading with Ezra that really clicked with the people who are making this movie. And so that to me signals that for what they're going for, she's the right choice. And uh, so I think the thing, I don't know if the Latina aspect of it will come out in the character at all, because she's not really Latina. She's Kryptonian. She's Kryptonian. Yeah. So, so, so that, I mean, I think it's cool just for um, representation purposes, but I don't think that's actually technically it wouldn't play into the character because she's, technically from krypton yeah she's from space <laughs> <laughs> she is an alien um but uh but i think the thing about krypton is i don't think they have to all look the same way i mean like krypton on sci-fi you know there were all kinds of ethnicities playing kryptonians um so uh that that doesn't really matter so i i just i like the the idea that they were casting outside the box um, so I, I think and I that, like the idea that they looked at so many different actresses, like almost 500 actresses. So, you know, that there was something about her performance that really made them like stand up and go, whoa, because I'm sure that they, you know, I'm, I'm saying this with no knowledge, but I'm sure that they probably looked at people who might have also been some names, you know, who have been, you know, have maybe more credits to their name. But but she uh, but Sasha did something that really impressed them. Yeah, yeah, and and I always try to remember that because like one of the cool stories, especially about the DC films, is the reason Gal Gadot was hired was because she did a, a chemistry reading with Ben Affleck, and Ben Affleck was like, "Whoa, <laughs> that was, <laughs> she was good." And so you could you sort of see that in Batman v Superman when D Bruce and Diana have that scene together uh, where she's sort of wearing that silver 
kind of a sparkly dress at the gala and she's holding her own with uh, Bruce Wayne there. And so like, those are, those are the kind of things that directors and casting directors see that we, we don't see because they're, they're doing it, you know, behind closed doors or whatever. And so they have, they have a reason for why they're casting those people. And, and chemistry is so important. Uh, I'm like not going to name any names, but you've definitely watched stuff where you're like, did they do a chemistry read before they cast this it's like you've got sometimes you've got two good actors who you like together but there's just nothing there's nothing going on in the middle of that so the fact that the chemistry reads were so important i think makes me feel good about you know how she's going to mesh overall in in the film i mean we're not gonna mention any names uh even though we've talked about those things on supergirl radio <laughs> uh at great length Sure. Like, no, <laughs> but but you but you maybe can go back in in our past episodes and hear discussions about that. Uh, but yeah, so I'm you know I'm glad for people if that's you know if that's something important to them that they you know see somebody and uh, see themselves in a character. Um, but I think it's also just a, a great thing in in terms of acting that she you know she won the part, so that's great. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, uh, we'll just have to wait it out at this point to see what happens. It's uh, going to be a while. <laughs> <laughs> so we may we may lose a Supergirl, and then uh, you know when season six finishes, whenever whenever it's that like, airs, it's like a it's like a take a penny, leave a penny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we lost a Supergirl. We gained a Supergirl. <laughs> so just just Supergirl continues. Um, so uh, it's 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 funny. Like I think we're all kind of. Or I can't speak for everybody. I should I should just say. I am very attached to Melissa Benoist's Supergirl. I think oh my she's, God, me I too. Think she's, I think she knocked it out of the park. That's why I get so upset when she doesn't have enough screen time because I'm like, no, she's so good. Use her more. <laughs> um, so uh, so I'll, I'll be sad to see her go, but it's it's nice to know that uh, the character is going to continue. Uh, I'm excited that uh, uh, more than anything, it's a, a an actress from my favorite soap opera. <laughs> that makes me so happy uh, to have that that special connection with uh with supergirl that we we're both people who care about what goes on in general city uh that that makes me happy so i i'm i it's it's kind of bittersweet so uh but but i guess we'll 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 get to uh the new supergirl when we uh start hearing more about her yeah and i and i was like when i heard the news i was like Oh, that's nice. I feel like if they did it specifically so our podcast could have some more content in the future. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, listen, I know that the show about her is ending, but she's going to be in a movie. And I was like, yes. <laughs> we will have more uh supergirl to talk about so uh, that's very exciting so we'll uh we'll get to some more news when we get it uh but that's all we got right now so 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 far we have a movie to look forward to and a final season of the tv show uh neither of which we know uh when we can watch them uh, <laughs> it's exciting uh, um i'm seeing in the chat rachel mentions Will this new Supergirl have a civilian career as a soap opera actress? Because uh, as as uh, Rachel just reminded me, uh, in the comics, she's briefly a soap opera actress, isn't she? She is. Uh, she is. Uh, I believe her character's name is Margot Hatton on the TV show. Uh, I believe it's uh, Secret Hearts, maybe Sacred Hearts, Secret Hearts. Uh, I believe it was in the Superman family issues. Um and she was an actress on a soap opera. So uh, Supergirl has soap opera ties. So I'm just <laughs> I'm just saying, like, lean into it. Yeah. Just, just go all the way. Just use use what Sasha knows. Like, <laughs> just put it in the script. Uh, that. Oh, my gosh. That would make me so happy. Oh, my gosh. That would be the best. 
Uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll have to see what they do with her. I'm very, I'm very curious about all of this now. Um, because no, nobody saw this coming. No, this is completely out of left field. <laughs> but it's exciting. So that's it's great. Good news. It's, we it have could, a new Supergirl. <laughs> Imagine if it was bad news. Uh, I don't oh, think yeah. I could take more. Of that. <laughs> no, no more, please. <laughs> we we've had to deal with bad Supergirl news, uh, like her show being canceled on her birthday. On her birthday. <laughs> So I'm glad this time around it was good the, news. The WB just doesn't care. <laughs> the WB is just cold blooded, just cut throat. Um, so that's good. So we've got we've got things to look forward to. Well, uh, I guess that's going to wrap our discussion about. Unless we have any other comments uh, oh, before one. we wrap up um, from. Uh, Claudia, I, I yeah. believe it says, if Supergirl gets a movie, do you think it will have Alina Luther in it? Um, that would be awesome. <laughs> and, and I'm just saying it now. Listen, I know you're going to want to differentiate yourself from the television show. And I understand that. I get that. But Katie McGraw will come back and, <laughs> and to differentiate from the TV show. Just let her have her natural accent. <laughs> she comes back, clavicles out. Not with with without an American accent. Different character. Different. Character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I imagine that they will try to ride on the coattails of the TV show. That's kind of what I think. So I don't. They know. should they should pick the the best parts of the TV show and then like leave the rest. <laughs> maybe, maybe have Alina and an Alex and then just and then push everything else. Out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's, I, I hope that we maybe see Lena on the big screen. Yeah. Nicole says, give the people what they want. Uh, <laughs> so I hope that maybe Lena gets, uh, some screen time in the future. Uh, um, I see Emma, Emma in the comments says, give Lena her own movie. I mean, I would actually go see that movie. That movie would be <laughs> wild. <laughs> what well, what would Lena do in that movie? It would just be like getting like drunk would... and taking a gun out. And... <laughs> I feel like it would be about like science and corporate espionage, but she would mm. like accidentally make a science experiment that like comes alive and becomes sentient and then she has to she has to like fix her mistakes um it's like it's like it's the story i've been pitching is the lena movie basically it's that is that hope comes alive and then hope <laughs> then hope turns against her <laughs> and then and then hope is skynet and lena is the only one who can save us from terminators <laughs> that's always how season five should have ended Hope right should have been the bad big bad i don't know i feel why like it was like Chekhov's robot and we never got the payoff oh so disappointing um but yeah so nicole also says uh, uh alex needs to be in every iteration henceforth i that's my opinion as well i think they really added something with the alex danvers character and oh yeah it's I, been I disappointing be to not not to see alex in the comics I agree. I think Alex is, to me at least, watching the show, Alex is like part of the Supergirl story now. And like when I go and read something else, I'm like, where is her sister? <laughs> yeah. it, it adds a lot to the character and her story. And so uh, I hope that we get to see more of Alex Danvers in the future. I, I see that Melody has a, a, a title for my fictional Lena a movie. It's called Clavicle City. 
Uh, I think that that movie would sell. I think that people would go see that. <laughs> the title sells itself. It does. Uh, yeah, no, I would definitely, definitely go see that. Uh, so let's let's have, let's have good things for Lena Luther on the big screen. I think no, nothing but good things for Lena Luther. <laughs> big Always. screen, Lena Luther <laughs> on this on the silver screen. Let's hope that that happens. Uh, well, if we, I don't know if we want to scan any of the other comments uh, since we were talking. Yeah, see um, if there's anything else, any other questions for us. Uh, d- this has nothing to do with the movie news, but uh, <laughs> is Morgan wearing a, a super? It, it is. It is a hoodie. It's a hoodie. Not. A, not a onesie so um but it's a it was like they did a hot topic thing for um the dc shows like a long time ago uh, not that long ago but um <laughs> it's like a long long time ago i think it was like two years ago uh, <laughs> but they had these like they had this and then i i think they had like a, a jacket for white canary that i got i was they it, it was basically just an invitation to uh take my money personally <laughs> i think they also maybe had a green arrow one I should have like written this off on my taxes. Like I need it to buy this. <laughs> you don't understand, Mr. Government. I do a Supergirl podcast. <laughs> yeah, they did have uh, several jackets, and I never got one. And I'm like, I think they had like a they had like a Green Arrow one, and they had like a Flash one. They, I think they did have a Flash one. Yeah, that's such a but bummer. The, I never but got the one. Supergirl hoodies. Like it's very comfortable. It's just Is like, it? It's cash. It's very cash. <laughs> It's it nice everything. It's nice because it does have the you know. It's not a Superman shield. It's the Supergirl. Yeah, it's shield. the yeah. Supergirl one. Yeah, so that's nice. We got we got to hold it down for our girl. <laughs> yeah, I'll see. Um, trying to see if we have any before we wrap up. Uh, but yeah. So if you have any questions, just uh, let us know. Um, okay. So I guess we should tease uh, again what we're doing next week on the live stream. So uh, I believe that's March second. Uh, uh, so one week from tonight, when you're watching uh, this and uh, when you're listening to it later, it'll be uh, the following Tuesday. Uh, we are going to be doing a Superman and Lois pilot pod. So uh, Morgan, will you explain to people uh, who don't listen to the Legends of Tomorrow podcast, even though they definitely should, even if they you don't should. watch the show. Uh, <laughs> what is a pilot, pilot pod? So in a pilot pod, we look at pilots and we see, we ask ourselves questions about them. Like, is it a good pilot? Is it a good introduction to the television show? Does it make us want to watch the next episode? Is it very piloty? Like, is it full of exposition dialogue <laughs> that, that no human being has ever spoken before? Uh, so on on Legends, we've looked at a couple of like, big tv shows that everybody has known uh, or has heard about or watched we've done pilot pods for um lost and the sopranos so like classics but we've also done pilot pods during our spooky season we did a pilot pod for the following which was very piloty <laughs> it was like it was like do you remember three years ago when we had this conversation then they like look over and there's like and there's like a flashback um and then we did a pilot pod for um, The Haunting of Hill House, which is a Netflix show, which is, you know, the Netflix shows are very different in that a lot of them are concept like conceived with the idea of being binged. So then we were looking at like in this like post binge universe, like what does a pilot look like versus what did a pilot for a network television show look like? So 
on our pilot pods, we're basically just looking at the pilot as a whole and seeing like, is it good? Do does it make us want? Does it introduce us to the characters? Do we like the characters? Does it make us want to watch the next episode? So we're gonna kind of, I guess, take the same approach to Superman and Lois. Um, I love that we're um, technically we're gonna be airing this against Superman and Lois, <laughs> continuing our rivalry. <laughs> Don't watch episode two. Do watch us talk about episode one. <laughs> it was our time slide first. How dare Get you? Out. Get out. This is part of our larger blood feud with Superman. <laughs> it took Lazalar and now this. Get How out. dare you? Uh, so that is, I, I looked at my calendar. That is March 2nd. So that's next week at nine. Yeah, so join us for that. Uh, and definitely watch the Superman and Lois uh, pilot before you come and join us for the pilot pod. Uh, and uh, we'll talk about what we thought about it because I, I think they're having a big uh, two-hour uh, special presentation uh, tonight while we're speaking. So thank you to everybody who chose to join us. Uh, we appreciate you spending uh, your time. I mean, you, I, you had you had other options, and you I don't want to like. Us. I don't want to trash talk Superman and Lois, but like <laughs> we're live. Are they doing it live like a stage production? <laughs> no, you can watch that later. <laughs> Again, we're we're very excited about the show. We're we excited hope, about we, the show. We, we're we, watch we, it. we hope it's great. We hope it's great. All the best. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah. Okay. Uh. And so uh, there's also some very exciting. Uh. Morgan, you don't know about this yet. Uh. So uh, I thought we could talk about this. So before we get out of here on this live stream tonight, we need to announce the winners of our DC TV podcast plots Ooh. contest. Uh, so we had some submissions that came in and uh, the ones we are going to go with are uh, from new Rachel and Madeline. Ooh. So I, I thought, I thought we could play them. Uh, Morgan has not heard these yet. I haven't. Uh, and so I'm, I'm, I'm wondering what your takes are. I'm so excited. Um, so we'll, we'll, uh, we'll be inter interchanging these each episode and, uh, these, these will be our plugs from now until they add new shows or remove shows. And we have Which to will be in like a month. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so when we have to remove, uh, or add any shows from the schedule, we will have a new plugs contest, but for now, these are going to be our plugs for the foreseeable future. So, uh, let's hear Rachel's first and then we'll get to Madeline and, uh, Hope you guys like them. Supergirl Radio is part of the DC TV Podcast Network. So if you also like The Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, Black Lightning, Titans, Doom Patrol, Batwoman, Stargirl, Superman and Lois, and the upcoming Green Lantern, Justice League Dark, and strange adventure shows and DC TV After Dark. You can subscribe to the DC TV Podcast Mega Feed on Apple Podcasts. Follow at DC TV Podcasts on Twitter and like DC TV Podcasts on Facebook or else. This has been a message from Hope inhabiting the Flash Vessel, also known as New Rachel. <laughs> Hope is that you? <laughs> wow, that was a really good Hope the Robot. That was like that was very epic. Yeah. Like, even I don't think I could do that many like 
that many things at once in the hope voice. It's it's hard to maintain. <laughs> you have to take uh, some commitment uh, to really get through that. And I, I the, the flesh vessel at the end, <laughs> the flesh vessel is what got me. <laughs> and that, that's that's that that really uh, just it was like the icing on the cake uh, for me on that. So that's new um, rage. Amazing new Rachel, uh, a plus quality. <laughs> so you'll you'll hear more from Hope. Uh, I'm so glad we have Hope as a uh, a recurring uh, part of our podcast moving oh, forward. Hope is always part of this podcast <laughs> in some way. She's she's like a third host, really. Is is what the, what the deal is with Hope? Um, okay, Hope is like keep me alive. <laughs> <laughs> Never let me die. Um, okay, so uh, we'll we'll hear Madeline's and uh, like I said, we'll we'll interchange these uh, each episode. God, that was incredible. Wow. Uh, yeah, because DC TV after dark, you can you can you can cuss there. You can say <laughs> words that we might not say on Supergirl Radio. We're gonna you beep can. you here. <laughs> this is a family show. <laughs> <laughs> so uh so that is uh, uh Madeline's uh, submission. So we will Madeline. be sending <laughs> we will be sending you all um some uh some things in the mail. I've got some goodies to send everybody, so um just uh, be in touch for that. So thank you for participating in the plugs contest. It really helps. I know it helps Morgan out. It really uh, does. <laughs> I mean, in, in, in a really real way, you do it for me. <laughs> Not really for this podcast. It's for me because I don't want to read them. <laughs> so that way we can still uh, plug the, the the podcast on the network, uh, but Morgan doesn't have to do it. Oh, it's such a relief, you guys. It's such a relief. <laughs> Not only are our listeners very talented, but they're so kind. <laughs> so <laughs> they, kind. They're just really looking out for Morgan, which is very nice. So thank you uh, for uh, y'all's hard work and your creativity to uh, contribute to the podcast. All right. Well, I guess we should get to our personal plugs. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at the Derby Kid. You can also find me on YouTube at youtube.com slash duckmilkprod. I'm sure I have videos that I need to make. Uh, there's lots of things uh, swirling around in my head. I know there was uh, like a uh, a big Snyder Cut article that came out in Vanity Fair that I wanted oh, to. I was going to ask you if you read that. Uh, lots of stuff I didn't know. Uh, oh, so I I saved it to my like my little pocket app, which is an app where I can like go back and read articles later, especially if they're long. And I was like, I'm going to read that later. I bet there's lots of gossip because, you know, you know, the thing that I love most is gossip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a, a lot revealed there story wise. I don't want to spoil anybody. Uh, so go check out the Vanity Fair article. Um, uh, we can link it in the, uh, the chat if, if you needed to, to find that, uh, I don't know if, I, I guess we can put it in the show notes after this is over, just since we talked about it. Um, but yeah, some, some stuff I was like, oh, okay. Uh, my favorite thing though, is that, uh, when Joss Whedon came in and butchered Zack Snyder's movie, uh, Chris Nolan and Zack Snyder's wife were both like, 
you can never watch that. <laughs> like Christopher Christopher Nolan, the Christopher Nolan was like, you are never allowed to watch what they put out in the theater. And so he, and she they just like slowly like take it out of his hands. They're like, no, 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 no. Uh, don't. Uh, to, to this day, Zack Snyder has never seen uh, that version of the That's film. hilarious. Uh, <laughs> people contact him on Vera and they're like, what is that thing about the Russian family? And he was like, what Russian family? What, what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, so, so that was my favorite thing. Like, you know, you've got good people in your life who are like, <laughs> we're not going to let you. Don't hurt yourself. This <laughs> way. <laughs> so I, I think I always sort of suspected that that was the case. They were like, we're shielding you from this. <laughs> Don't <laughs> do it to yourself. <laughs> but, but to know that that was actually, but to know, I always figured his wife, Deborah would not let him watch it. But to know Christopher Nolan was that's like so funny, dude. Stay away from this. <laughs> like that. That makes. I don't think I know. realized that that he and Christopher Nolan like knew each other at yeah. all, which is so funny. I mean, of course they do. I bet like a bunch of people that you wouldn't expect to know each other pretty well. Well, when uh, Chris Nolan was, uh, so he and he and David Gorge, I this became Zack Snyder Radio. Uh, we're gonna do a spinoff podcast on it. <laughs> um, but uh, the story goes that uh, while they were working, uh, while Christopher Nolan and uh, David Goyer were sort of working on The Dark Knight Rises, uh, David Goyer also had this idea for a Superman movie, which became Man oh. of Steel. And uh, Christopher Nolan was like, I don't know that I'm like the right guy to do this one because I think he had he'd done his batman films and he was like i think i think i'm i want to move on but so he was looking for somebody to direct the superman film because he thought it was a good script and so he looked at Zack snyder because he knew about watchmen and so he approached zach about making a superman movie and they like went out to lunch and talked about stories and you know characters and things and so they became friends uh christopher nolan was a producer on man of steel and also batman v superman so you'll see his name pop up there so yeah christopher nolan was like dude i'm, <laughs> dude, shiel I'm shielding you from this so that was like my favorite thing that came out just because like imagining that scenario just uh was so great because like two of my favorite film directors were like protecting each other it, <laughs> it, made, it, made, it made me happy um yeah, so I'll, I'll hopefully put some uh, Snyder Cut stuff out in the, the next couple of weeks. So uh, if you want to check me out uh, on YouTube, you can definitely do that. Cool. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Mojotastic. You can also find me as a host on TC TV After Dark. As the song said, it's unrate it. <laughs> <laughs> you can say things. You can say whatever words you want on there. Uh, <laughs> we won't beep you. Um, and uh, <laughs> and uh, you can also find me on the Legends of Tomorrow podcast where we just did an episode on Harley Quinn, Quinn an, another show where that is not beeped and that's where they say a lot of things. <laughs> um, and uh, this this week, I think, or next week, we're going to be doing a book club um, where we're reading, I believe it's Her Name in the Sky is the name of the book. Um, and we are going to be talking about it. So that's fun because I actually just finished it. Uh, trying, I was trying to literally like pull up Goodreads so I could. Her name <laughs> in the sky is the right book by uh, Kelly uh, Quindell, Quindellen, I believe. Uh, and I, it's to say it's a quick read. It was I literally I started it like on like last not this Friday but like last Friday, 
And I read it in a week. Like I was done by like the following Friday. And I'm not like a particularly fast reader. I read a lot, but I don't read like super fast. And so it was, and it's a 400 page book. And I was like, how did I get this read so fast? <laughs> but it's like a very quick, easy read. And it's, it's a really interesting story. So um, it also brought me back to it's uh, the story takes place in a Catholic high school and I was like oh my god I was like sweating and thinking about like when I used to get uh when I used to get detention for not having my shirt tucked in I was like oh my god <laughs> uh so it brought all that back too so that's fun so uh, I think Kat also went to Catholic school so this podcast might just be a reminiscing about weird stuff that happens in Catholic schools well I I'm I'm impressed you actually finished a book that's uh <laughs> Because I started a new book and uh, we'll see how that goes because I generally uh, never finish a book that I start. So so I'm always impressed when somebody's like, yeah, I just wrapped up finishing a book. I'm like, wow, how do you do that? I'm like always reading something. But uh, so I have Goodreads um, and every year I set a challenge for myself and every year I fall just a little short of the challenge. And so this year I'm like, no, this year I'm going to meet the challenge. So my year, my challenge for the year is 25 books. Holy cow. I'm, <laughs> I'm lucky if I get one book read in a year. Wow. I'm, I'm I used to, when I used to commute up to New York on the train, I used to read like 40 books in a year and stuff like that. My, my old challenge used to be 50 and I never got anywhere close to that in a year. So now that I, I'm never going anywhere except from the bed to the couch to the desk. <laughs> to the couch to the bed uh <laughs> now my challenge is 25 last year i think i made 22 it was so close but not quite but this year i think this year is my year i'm gonna be wrong about it because i'm probably gonna get like to 24 <laughs> I, it'll be, I can't... it'll be december 31st so i'll be like i'm sorry i can't go anywhere i have to read this book <laughs> <laughs> i am so impressed my brother made fun of me uh last year uh we we for my birthday we went to the beach uh, on a vacation because we we like to travel, but then like we couldn't because of COVID. So we we're like, okay, we'll go to the beach. And uh, I took a book to read on the beach. And what I read was, uh, or what I started to read was, uh, I think it's called What is Art by Tolstoy. And my brother was oh, like, so like a, a nice light beach read. <laughs> my brother was making fun of me. He was like, everybody else like, you know, reads romance novels or like crime mystery books. And yeah. I'm like, I'm like reading about how, you know, art is really because, you know, something is beautiful and it could reconnects to nature. So I was like, I, this is research. This is what I want to read. Of course, I still <laughs> haven't finished it. So, so I need to finish that Tolstoy story book. But um, yeah, so uh, that's, that's my challenge with reading. So my my challenge for myself in 2021 just read a book I, <laughs> listen you can do it i believe in you <laughs> what if we what if we do another book club just so that you have that one <gasps> book in because <laughs> it really does light a fire under you it I was does like, i was i realized i was like oh no the book club is like next week and i haven't <laughs> i need to start reading this book I was like i've like i've got two weeks i got to do this thing it's 400 <laughs> pages <laughs> Like, that's how I felt with the, what was it, Going on Being? Where Yes. Like, it was a sh short book, but I had to read it in a very, very short, compressed amount of time. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and it, it was it was life changing, really. Um, so I I think that's a good idea. There are some Supergirl related books that we probably could read, so that is a possibility. So so Rachel, I just have to I just have to say in this chat. So Rachel says she's challenged herself to read fifty two books, but then she said she's currently at thirty, and I'm I just what. 
For 2021? 2021? Like this year already? You have read 30 books in two months? How, how are you a speed reader? Are I, you a robot? <laughs> wow. I I need, I need some help. I really <laughs> am not great at reading. It's that's impressive. Like the people who I see on Goodreads, like people who will just read like back to back to back to it's like a hundred books in a year. And it's like, wow, that's awesome. I wish I could, because like I get, I have a stack of books I haven't read and I look at them and I go statistically I'm only going to get to a couple of those this year Rachel uh, says I read short wow. books I mean yeah that's that's see that's thinking that is what, that why, is why can't Tolstoy write shorter books <laughs> is all I'm asking uh that's that's okay that's a good strategy we'll we'll aim for that less Tolstoy and um more shorter books I think is <laughs> the key <laughs> I actually really have enjoyed that reading that Tolstoy book. I need to get back to I was doing it research for a Batman v Superman video. Um, so that uh I because I'm asking the question, uh the the question that uh Liz Lemon as uh Mrs. Donaghy in the season five episode of uh 30 Rock, she asks, What is art? And uh Jack Donaghy says, It's painting of paintings of horses. That's what he thinks art is. Uh, so I, I mean Horses are hard to draw. Have you ever tried to draw a horse? He's he's not wrong though. He's I'm, not wrong. <laughs> um. So so Rebecca Johnson is asking the question to herself: What is art? I feel I, like you need I like a beret for this. I like, do. Like, I do. Maybe a little one of those little like the pencil mustache. mustaches. Yes. <laughs> Maybe like a little cigarette with a coffee. Um, <laughs> Your twelve coffee or jittery. <laughs> so that's uh, that's uh, why. I mean, it wasn't just because I picked up a Tolstoy book. It's actually for research. Um, okay, so I, I think before we wrap up, we need to we need to finish strong with our last our last ongoing segment. Rebecca, what on HBO Max? <laughs> <laughs> um, are you enjoying i need to make like a like a jingle for this because um uh this has become a regular thing i think the jingle should just be hbo max we are not getting paid <laughs> <laughs> um let me think uh i'm trying to look at some of the things right now um uh, just just going from my list. All right, let me let me see. I'm I'm really I'm gonna dig into this because I really <laughs> I want to give you some good some Could good give me stuff. A, give me a deep cut. I um, can say while you're looking at that, we just started the flight attendant. Oh, um, speaking of Harley Quinn with the the voice of Harley Quinn, Kaylee Kuko Kuko Kuoko Kuoko. That sounds right feels right uh, yeah and that is uh, i think we're like three episodes in it's pretty wild so far okay i for this week uh i'm just gonna pick something and that's <laughs> something right now is samurai jack nice uh, that's that's a show so uh for people who don't know i used to work at turner uh they are now called warner media group um uh, and i can talk about this now because i don't work there anymore so it's Ooh. very it's very liberating that i can <laughs> discuss this um so uh and i chose to leave on my own accord in case people were wondering um uh so Samurai Jack was a show that I would work on sometimes. Uh, they had a big uh, Blu-ray set that came out. And so I actually, if you watch that DVD or that Blu-ray, Rebecca Johnson had to watch it, make sure there were no mistakes. And I caught a couple. So you're welcome. Um, <laughs> so uh, so I, I watched all of Samurai Jack. I've seen every episode. Um, and it is such a good show. Um, it's an animated series. 
And there's not a lot of dialogue. Samurai Jack does not speak very much. Oh. Um, but it's beautiful. It's The way it's done is so great. And the story is really good. Um, so I highly recommend Samurai Jack. Uh, I don't think it's a very long show. It's a, sort of a, a shorter series. Um, but yeah, if you like uh, good animated series and good stories and characters, <laughs> Beaker, as, what? as Beaker does, as Beaker is wont to do. Beaker is like, this is, this is my cue to... Hi, uh, buddy. <laughs> does Beaker have a suggestion? Are there any good cat movies? I'm going to have to look and like maybe it's just like a movie that just birds flying around that he could watch <laughs> on HBO Max. Uh, well, there is a video of the live action Lion King that uh, oh, the cat was that's right. Yes, we're gonna have to put that on for Beaker and see how he feels. That's a Disney Plus, though, buddy. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> that's not brand synergy, <laughs> my friend. <laughs> I can't recommend that during the HBO Max. <laughs> so, uh, so Samurai Jack for me is is what I would point people to, but nice. yeah, we, we could make this a thing if people if people <laughs> are into this uh, HBO Max recommendation segment, let us know. Um, okay. All right. Well, I guess with that, uh, we're going to wrap up this episode of Supergirl Radio. But until next time, I'm still Rebecca Johnson. I'm still Morgan Glennon. And thanks for joining us as we look forward to the future of Supergirl on the silver screen. DC TV podcast. There's too many now. Exclamation <laughs> point. <laughs> Is being, becoming a human burrito a plus or a minus? I don't know. It does seem snug. I mean, they say you are what you eat. Oh, oh no. <laughs> so I do a podcast called Supergirl Radio, and one of our segments is Lena Luther Boardroom or Ballroom. Because really? She looks like a boss in this coat. Is Nasty Luther like a different Luther? It's not just Lena being mean. No. <laughs> Helen Slater here. It's so fun to know that you're hosting a podcast called Supergirl Radio. Supergirl Radio.